Welcome, everybody. Oh, shit, motherfucker. <laughs> this is Todd the Wild Podcast. We're your host, Ken and Dick. Let's get started. Monday Night Football just ended. The Steelers beat the Colts 24-17. I thought maybe Jeff Saturday might have been able to put it together. They're looking a lot better, but they they couldn't get it done at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, they're fucking trash. Like, I mean, it, it really doesn't matter who the coach is. That's why I don't understand what the big deal is about Saturday getting the job. Does anybody actually want that shit job? That team is fucking trash. They can't block for shit. They just got Jonathan Taylor, and that's it. And Jelani Woods had a great game, so they do have him, the giant in the draft at tight end. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, people were calling, wanting to see that a penalty at the end of the game. I like the no call. I think that refs are getting way too involved in the game. And a lot of the best games are when they don't get involved. Unless, of course, they call like a like a PI on somebody and it's your team that's got the ball. And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, Dude, that could have helped us out a lot. You know, it's like third and long. We needed that. I mean, but, if we're being honest, the refs are really just there to make sure that the fixed games go the way they want them to go. I mean, these games are fixed. So, you know, they'll throw a flag if they want the other team to win. And if they don't, well, they'll just keep the flag. And, of course, the Colts hold that title for the most turnovers in the league. This year, Matt Ryan, they actually mentioned it because I remember talking about how Josh Allen's got the the most picks thrown. And at the time, Matt Ryan was benched. This was like right before Jeff Saturday came in. And uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan was second at that, on that list at nine. Yeah. And yeah, he uh, he managed to, uh, you know, get back on gotta, top of that list. Right. You got to give him some time. It wasn't going to take that long. <laughs> it really wasn't. And honestly, if you look at uh, Allen's other numbers, it's worth it. I'll take Allen all day, even with the picks. Well, yes and no. I mean, those are some of the some of the key picks that he's thrown were in the end zone. One was in overtime. So, yeah, it's a give and take thing. But, yeah, it, it, you can also look at, like, with Matt Ryan, he doesn't have – he doesn't have blocking for shit. Like, look at that first half alone. The man had zero yards for the longest time. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't even block in preseason, so it was almost like you saw this coming. Uh, preseason is different, though. You don't have the starters out there all the time. But still, I get it. Preseason, you know, you kind of – that's kind of – you're still putting your team together and all that. But still, it's like – yeah, they're a trash team. I don't think anyone expected for them to go anywhere. But not really much to talk about this game. I mean, the Steelers, I mean, the Steelers have talent. You know, the Steelers have have pieces. And they're still they're still young and they still don't quite, you know, the offensive line quite doesn't have it down yet. But, you know, Pickens is going to be a great receiver. 
and I think Pickens, Johnson, and uh, Najee, if they can get a better line, I think the offense can be good. You know, they're just a little – they're just an incomplete team right now, and they're just making do with what they got. Yeah, they're, they're a young team, and you, you are seeing a lot of potential with, with all their – with, uh, like, Snell. He's uh, one of their rookie running backs. He did great. I think he had, like, 60-some yards in the TD. And you mentioned Pickens, which he still didn't reach the mark to get me – that parlay, but that's okay. He's got potential. Right. I was about to say, Snell messed me up because Najee had to leave the game with an abdomen injury. So Najee yeah, left that's... the game and then Snell actually saw the field. But in all reality, Snell should not have seen the field. That should have been it should have been Najee day today. But regardless, it's always nice to have several running backs as other teams in the league are also learning this week. Yeah, between Snell and McFarland. Like both of them were getting getting more carries, and I was like, "Yeah, where the fuck is Harris at?" Because I had this bet, just like I did with um, McCaffrey, 30, 30 plus yards in the first half, thirty plus in the second, and he ended up with thirty five yards total and a TD. <laughs> but what's the the TD he got did help me with my my parlay bet because I was uh. I was at Najee Harris and uh, Jonathan Taylor both scored, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's my that was those were that was part of the parlay." So shit, can't yeah. complain on that, but still, he still kind of fucked up my my yards for I, Harris. I do think production wise, you know, Najee this this was supposed to be a a breakout season because he he did have a good rookie year, but I think a combination of the injury that he had in preseason, which pretty much held him out of the whole preseason and then just the, you know, the, the ineffectiveness of the offensive line for the Steelers. I think that's kind of put a damper on his year. Cause I, I do feel like he's one of the better running backs in the league. It just doesn't look that way this season. Hopefully they get it together for next season though, because Najee is definitely a top running back for sure. I mean, he can catch, he can run, he's got it all. But I do think the injury in the line, all that kind of had an effect on on his year. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be careful because those those younger guys are they're showing potential. They're definitely showing potential, and you got a rookie, rookie running back, rookie receiver, rookie QB. You know, you're you're building, you're you're going in the right direction. So and. Mike Tomlin's kind of the perfect coach to, to kind of coach them up. And, you know, you, even uh, Troy Aikman said that, so, where Kenny Pickett, a lot of the mistakes he was making early on, you know, he's starting to clean them up. And he, granted, they're, what, four and seven now? They still have a, you know, it's his first season. So, you know, it's he's, hopefully he doesn't have, you know, uh, a soft, sophomore slump or anything like that, but yeah, it's it, they're definitely headed in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, but that division really—I mean, if you think about it, they're not—they're realistically not in the race. It's a two-horse race between the Bengals and the Ravens, and they're tied up right now. And so that's going to be interesting because I think both of those teams can possibly make it, regardless of who wins the division. I think both of those teams are are playoff teams. 
Yeah, we'll get into the Ravens in a in a second. <laughs> well, the Bengals too. I mean, the Bengals haven't had Chase for a couple of weeks now, and they didn't have Mixon last week, and they still they're still managing to win games. So it's been pretty impressive what the Bengals have been able to do, just managing injuries and still winning. Oh well, yeah, that's because they still have fucking T Higgins out there doing some damage. Yeah. And, and fucking, you know, they, they have other, they, they definitely have other targets on the field, but yeah, yeah T. They, Higgins, yeah. he's a definite number one out there. For sure. Yeah, no, they, T. Higgins, definitely a number one wide receiver, you know, on, on, on almost any team in the NFL. But uh, I, yeah, I do think the, the Bengals have been, have been killing and who knows? Maybe they'll make a run. But it does go to show, because I feel like there's two things, two directions that the teams are going. It's either, you know, put all your chips on the table to win now, like the Rams did. And then, you know, you don't necessarily have any long-term plan. You just have all your chips in there to win right now. And so they did get a Super Bowl, so it did work. But now they're super trash. And there's no seeing when they're not going to be trash. I mean, do you see them turning it around in one season? Where do you see the Rams next season? Because their season this year, I mean, this season's over. At this point, they're looking at next season. It's hard. What, where do I see them next season? Yeah, do you think they could turn it around in one year? Uh, if the division stays the way it is, no. I don't. I think they have too many holes to fill right now. And with and this this is the argument that I made about the Chiefs potentially not being able to take to keep on winning rings or having that kind of Tom Brady success was that you know you get to a Super Bowl, you don't have that same squad usually because people are gonna want more money. And when people want more money, that's when shit gets split up. And when you don't have draft picks, that it kind of leaves you no room for anything. Everyone's from that point on. Everyone's either getting signed to one-year deals, or you have to start, you know, kind of restructuring. And hopefully, the guys are down to do that. But you see that with um, with the Bengals, where you know, even though Mixon's out and so is um, Chase, you still got T. Higgins coming in, and then you got Samaje. Who's who's coming out? Having he's had a pat you know past few games he's been doing really good. So you know it depends. Usually it's next man up, but yeah, I think the the Rams have one too many issues on their team that that just aren't being you know being fixed. For yeah. them, something's going on in that team where they have the star power, but something's going on where. They're just not playing together like they should be, especially especially after winning a Super Bowl, you know, the previous year. And I don't think that's going to change. Yeah, not, not, I think they're not in one I, season. Right. I, was, I, I agree that there's a window. There's a window when a quarterback's on his rookie contract where you can afford to put a lot of talent around them and you can kind of, you know, you can kind of have a super team to an extent and, and have a couple runs consecutive like consecutive years you know having deep runs in the playoffs and so the Bengals have that luxury right now because Burrow still hasn't been paid but he will be due soon 
and they'll have to get creative because Higgins deserves wide receiver one money, and then Chase does too. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they go, how they move forward. But when you have a young quarterback, it's easier to do that because even with the Chiefs, and you see it with the Bills, you know, they have quarterbacks that are paid in the top five. Like Mahomes is up there, Allen's up there, but they're still competitive because they have a young, they have a young quarterback, they paid him, and then they're able to put pieces around them. The Rams tried to take a shortcut and get Stafford, and it worked, but, you know, it doesn't really look like it's going to work long term. Like Stafford kind of looks like his, his career might be coming to an end. Maybe the injury that they were talking about during the offseason is worse than they, you know, they initially said. But, yeah, the wheels are coming off, and it's kind of funny to see because, you know, there's certain teams that try to take shortcuts, the Rams and the Broncos, and it's just it's just funny to see that plan kind of backfire, even though the Rams' plan didn't backfire because they do have a Super Bowl. So it did work for what they wanted it to do. Well, here's the thing that they fucked up on is that, and I, I think the Bills kind of picked up on on what happened with the Rams compared to last year to now where they're at now. Is you had a really good pass rushing tandem with Aaron Donald and um, Von Miller. They only signed Von Miller to like one year. As soon as that bowl, that Super Bowl win was was done, all right, peace. Fucking Bills come in, scoop his ass up, sign him to a to a pretty good contract, even at his age. But you can still see. I mean, granted, he's injured right now, but you know they they saw that. Like you you know, whenever you're on a Super Bowl caliber team, one thing you need is you need defense. You need good pass rushers, and you need somebody that that can get to that opposing QB. And you saw that when they played the, when the chief uh, played the chiefs. So yeah, it's, it's a little bit different now. Aaron Donald doesn't really have the help. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to have um, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey <laughs> covering the, the secondary. But, you know, part of that is that you have to have pass rush to help out the secondary. If you can't make the QB uncomfortable, Man, you know, it's kind of it's pretty trash too. They can't block for shit. They can't, aside from Cup, they can't really move the ball either. So the Rams have a lot of holes to fill, and unfortunately, they don't really have any draft picks to do anything about it. So it's gonna have to either be free agency or trades. But the GM's gonna have to get creative for that team to bounce back. I mean, they tried with free agency. They've tried. Brought in Allen Robinson. Was it Cam Akers? But, hey, is what it is. You know, everyone in the NFC West lost to save the Niners. I'm good with that. I am 100% good with that. And, by the way, Niners shut out the Saints yesterday. Last time the Saints were shut out were, was in 2002. And guess who shut them out? The Niners. And so, so say that, hey, the league is fixed. <laughs> during a game that says, hey, you know, the last time they were shut out, it was by this team. Just put money on it because the league is letting you know. We're <laughs> this shit again. 
So here, here's this, here's the stat. Here's this random stat that we're just gonna pull out for no fucking reason at all. And no. uh, well, yeah. you know, the Niners have shut out teams. This is the the fourth game in a row where they shut teams out completely in the second half. Now. That's a little different doing it in, you know, complete game, but still, technically, yeah, they have shut teams out the past few games, so in the second half. All right, moving on. Sunday Night Football, Philly beats Green Bay 40-33, to and this one kind of irritated me <laughs> after the game, because one of the announcers said, this was an old-fashioned ass-whooping. His words. The score was 40 to 33. To me, an old-fashioned ass-whooping is like 40 to 3 or a shutout. Right. But not something where the, the backup QB can come back and still tie the game up in the fourth quarter. Right. To me, not to, not to mention... Just the relying, the reliance on, you know, Hurts running, like it's it's just not normal for a quarterback to run that much in a game that, I mean, sure has certain level of significance, but this isn't a must-win playoff game, you know, for for them to run Hurts that many times against the Packers. I mean, they were running quarterback draws when they were up by three scores. Like, I really don't – it looked like a Madden game. It looked like a kid calling plays and playing Madden where you just hike it and just take off. And, I mean, sure, it's working. The man had, like, 157 yards. He's an excellent runner. He's an excellent quarterback. But that is not a sustainable game plan. And I don't know. To me, it just looked like, yeah, you could pull that shit against the Packers. But, you know, there's still a long season – and it's not going to work against the better defenses. Like, they're just not going to be able to run that much with, with Jalen Hurts. They need to be a little more balanced. And uh, they, they weren't really balanced that game. I am going to bring the Niners up again. Because the Niners are. Stay bringing them on. <laughs> they are number one against the D, averaging about 80. I think 81 yards a game held Alvin Kamara to under like 70 yards, under 60 yards, something like that. I, I'm kind of wondering, you go up against the Niners or, or Dallas D where you got quick linebackers or a quick right. D line, yeah. if that shit's going to happen to them. I do wonder. That's what I was thinking too. Uh, you know, when you have the defense, like when you have the quickness, like a Warner or a Parsons out, you're not going to do that. You know, like you're not going to be able to run your quarterback that many times. And to me, Hertz is a great passer. So it doesn't really make sense for them to do that. I understand when Fields does it because they don't have anybody else on that team. It's like, you're either going to run this ball or we're going to fucking lose. But with the Eagles, that's not really the case. Yeah, so, you got weapons on that team. Exactly. Exactly. So it it to me it didn't really make any sense, but I mean whatever. It wasn't a blowout, and I do think uh, we we you know we got to see Jordan Love finally, 
Yeah, that man's been redshirted for for years now. And yeah, what'd you think about him? What'd you think about him? I mean, I thought he looked. I thought I thought he looked. He he made some throws that you're like, oh, okay. Now he's not Aaron Rodgers, and granted, Aaron Rodgers will play, and when, if he comes back, he'll play, and he's signed for the next three years. I think as long as he wants to stay the quarterback and wants to manifest shit, he's gonna manifest himself on that field. But it just goes to show why the. I mean, why did the Packers not move move off of Aaron Rodgers? You know, if you remember when the Packers had Brett Favre, they had no problem telling Brett Favre to fuck off and kick rocks. We're going to go with our guy, Aaron Rodgers. He's been behind you, you know, this many years. We're going to run with our guy. We're going to, you know, we're going to stick with the, with the younger quarterback. Even though Brett Favre still had a couple of good years left, they still went forward with their game plan. But for some reason, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, they just don't want to move off of him. You know, they should have just told Aaron Rodgers to kick rocks. And then they would have had Devontae Adams still. And then they would have had Jordan Love would have had at least an elite target at receiver so that, you know, he can get his first couple of years in the league with an elite target. So I don't yeah, know. I think you definitely. You definitely saw their receivers, even with Jordan Love in there. You saw his potential. You know, he can he can sling the ball, but doesn't matter if you're slinging it and hitting the target. If those targets can't catch the fucking ball. Exactly. You know, exactly. I saw a couple passes where it just went straight through their hands, hit them in the chest. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you got to be kidding me, man. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, I mean, I know a lot of it was, it was like garbage time. You know, like, yeah, it was a one-score game, but not really because it was kind of garbage time. I don't think the Packers were ever really threatening to win the game. But, um, but yeah, it, watching Jordan Love in there kind of made you wonder, like, how would this have went had he been there from week one and had he had Devontae Adams and that team was somewhat kept together versus gutting the team so that you can pay Aaron Rodgers and now being stuck with a team that's really not going to make the playoffs. Like, their season's over. There's really no point in Rodgers playing the rest of the, uh, the rest of the year. Yeah, I think when he left the game yesterday, that was a big, a big cue that, all right, he's pretty much done for the year. He's not going to be coming back. You got to rest that. You know, your thumb's got to fucking heal. I mean, they, know, they said he could possibly come back. Like, today they're saying, you know, he might be able to play, and if he's able to go, he will go. So he's not pulled out here. Exactly. They they have – I mean, I guess you can say from the wild card standpoint, they're not fully eliminated yet because, you know, as of now, they would be behind the commies, and they're about – what, two games behind the commies because they got, or no, they're three games behind. Okay, so they're probably screwed. <laughs> no, they're they're about done. They are about done. <laughs> I thought they for some reason I didn't know they were four and eight. So yeah, four and eight. Yeah, their season's over. Um, yeah, they're done. They're done. So at this point, like, dude, you're not gonna hit the playoffs. 
the commanders are going to make – I do see the commanders getting in there. I can see them edging in there. Definitely not Green Bay. And at that point, dude, just get your hand right if your thumb is broken like you say it is or, or fractured. Fractures take longer to heal than a fucking break. So heal yeah. up. You guys, you got Jordan Love. Let's see what Jordan Love can do. And if, if your future, if the, the Packers' future is still with Aaron Rodgers for at least another year, then let him rest. Yeah. You're not going to hurt anything anyways. You're, you know, yeah. you want a couple games here and there. Shit. It's not going to change anything. At least I if mean, you lose those games, you get a better draft. Right, but what's the worst that can happen? Love goes out there and is a, is a straight baller? <laughs> is a straight dog just throwing five touchdowns a game? So now you have a yep. real life controversy on your hands, and then who are you going to trade Rodgers to? The Broncos? They don't have any assets. Like, what are you? Who are you really going to? The Broncos are stuck. <laughs> the Broncos are stuck. Like they're they're legit stuck with the deal that they sign for Russell Wilson. They're stuck with him because Did, no matter what, that man's getting paid. <laughs> no matter what, out by his own by his own player. By the, huh? by the, did you see him get cussed out on the sideline? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the defense came off the field, and you know he said some shit, some sideways shit to Russ. And the coach was right; he was right in front of him, just acting like he didn't hear it, like he didn't see any of it. Like, come on, man. I mean, what do you expect though? They had like one of the top D's in the in the league. Yeah, like this this D was only allowing like. 16 points a game. And hey. like, yeah. I mean, it's true. If they look, if they want someone to yell at, it's not Russ. You got to yell at the GM because the GM didn't draft fields when he had a chance. That's, I mean, that's just the, the fact. Uh, look, man, you don't know. You didn't, you don't know if fields would have produced their, like he is with with Chicago, the, like he has been the past few games before he got he got injured. You don't know that. And drafting, I do. That's a scary thing about drafting. <laughs> I do know it's, that. <laughs> you don't. You at don't. the time, this is the thing. At the time of the draft, okay, no. Technically, at the time of the draft, you know, nobody really knows. And clearly that year, nobody really knew because – you know, Zach Wilson was like the second pick overall. I mean, Trevor was first. If you think about it, if the Bears didn't trade up to get Fields, he would have went to the Patriots. <laughs> like he fell off the board. So, at the time of the draft, no. But now, hindsight, yeah, hindsight, they fucked up. I mean, they got certain and he's a great corner, but they I mean, didn't. You could say the same back. thing about. Brady, all the teams that passed up on him. You can say the same thing about Mahomes. There's nine other teams that passed up on Mahomes. You can say the same thing about anybody that's that's balling now that didn't get drafted by all those teams that passed them up. You can say it about anybody. It's all in hindsight. So right, but the problem is – well, I feel like the, the problem is if you draft a quarterback, like, like the Jets, for instance, they drafted Zach Wilson – they didn't expect him, you know, to be trash, but they at least, you know, they at least threw a dart 
and they were hoping that they would have a franchise quarterback, then fine. You know, you at least attempted to do your job as an NFL scout. But when you just trade picks away, two first rounders, just so that you can get an aged quarterback in Russell Wilson, not that he's an old man, he's not Thomas Brady, but you try to <laughs> shortcut and that shit backfired like shit. And now you don't have draft picks. So I think it's I think it's different in the sense that it's just a lazy it's lazy GMing and that's why they're in the situation they are now. You know, you brought up the Jets and what about uh, Mike White taking over? Yeah. The Jets look like a totally different team. I mean, look, this is an offense. All right, I'll say Mike White, yes, he had a great game. But look at who the fuck they played. <laughs> like, Let's not ignore the fact that these were the Bears that they played without fields. And considering the fact that, what, Zach Wilson collapsed against the Patriots, one of the better defenses in the league, even though it didn't look that way on Thanksgiving. Um, I, I don't know. I think we had to give Mike White a couple games. He has proven to be good. And, you know, we'll see how that continues. But I don't know. Don't jump the gun just because he blew out the Bears. Who doesn't blow out the Bears? Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They did look like a totally different team. They scored more points than they have in how many weeks? I mean, that is true. I do think that uh, Garrett Wilson, their first-round draft pick receiver, probably appreciates – Mike White more than anybody else on that team. Even Elijah Moore, I'm pretty sure Elijah Moore got a touchdown too. I mean, these are targets that we're not seeing touchdown. You know, they were not seeing touchdowns these last couple of games. I think the la- they said the last time that Garrett Wilson scored a touchdown was when he scored two touchdowns when Flacco was quarterback. That was the last time he saw the end zone. And Elijah Moore, I'm pretty sure the last time was like last year. Like he's really had a bad season. So not to mention, I think uh, Zach Wilson's also got his. He, he's not doing too good in the locker room either. Like when you just straight up don't take blame for anything, like your losses or whatever. You know, like you see a, a rookie in Sauce Sauce Gardner taking blame for a loss, and Zach Wilson's kind of like, oh, it's not on me. Kind of, it's it's kind of, kind of like yo, yeah, come on, man, like well, step uh, up, show that you're somewhat of a leader in the team. You know that that when you're a QB, you you're automatically a, one of the captains. So it's kind of like if you're not willing to show that kind of leadership, then yeah, that kind of, that that shit rolls downhill, man. I mean, Mike White isn't a rookie. Actually, the Dallas Cowboys actually drafted him. In 2018, but yeah, he's not a rookie. But I do see the team does look better with him under center. Granted, yeah, it was against Chicago, but still, we'll see how he does in the in the following weeks. But like you said, there are targets seeing the ball that weren't seeing it. Yeah, when you know, yeah, Zach was there, so it, it might be a different team. We'll see. Yeah, I, I will say people are kind of I don't know. Maybe I'm not a part of a part of the crew that believes that. Oh, you know he he should have he should have taken blame. 
you know, like, yeah, sure, it was. It, he had a lot to do with that loss. But at least he didn't throw people under the bus because that, I do feel like there is a step under zero accountability. Like, granted, he's not a leader either way, but, you know, the, the, the ultimate worst move would have been to be like, man, well, if motherfuckers blocked, shit. If motherfuckers actually held, maybe we'd have won that game. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Zach Wilson because, I mean, what are you going to do, trade him? Nobody's going to trade for him. Not when you got players like Jacoby Brissett that are balling out right now that are going to be most likely free agents next season. I'd much rather take Jacoby Brissett over Zach Wilson. Well, I mean, he's still on a rookie contract, so technically he could just drop his ass. You You definitely keep him because he's only making like $15 an hour. So you want to make sure you keep Zach Wilson. Just holding the clipboard, and maybe who knows? Maybe some, maybe Mike White gets injured, has to miss a couple games, and then uh, you know, and he steps in and, and balls out. Maybe Mike White, maybe he catches COVID, but I don't know. COVID's been discontinued this season, so maybe, maybe the whatever the new thing's gonna be, he catches that, and then you know, Zach Wilson comes in there and balls out. Who knows? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Tell you what, though, the Panthers started a different QB to beat the Broncos this week. They Sam Darnold was under center this time. You know, I think it's just musical, musical QBs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of just throwing, throwing whatever on the wall, see what sticks. And this just- week it's. It's it's Sam Darnold. You see, he falls off next week. And put a put another guy in afterwards. Yeah, you know what? I don't understand. And it's the same. It's kind of the same thing with the Jets. So you so you put in Sam Darnold, and what does he do? He throws the ball to fucking DJ Moore because that's why the fuck you have him. So he throws the ball to their best receiver, and all of a sudden they slip, fall, and win a game. And it's the same thing with the Jets. They put White in there. What does he do? He throws the ball to the fucking wide receiver one, their number one target, and all of a sudden, boom, they won a game. Like, I feel like it's it's not, I don't know, maybe the formula, maybe some quarterbacks overcomplicate the formula, but it really comes down to get the ball to your number one target, and that normally is like a direct correlation to, to winning games. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me, but I feel like those those stats are pretty common. Because again, yeah. he more scored. Oh, I don't. Well, I don't know if he scored, but he had a big game. Yeah, he scored. He, he got a hundred plus yards, and so did uh, Deontay Foreman. He yep. had a hundred plus yards, had a score. So I don't know what it is where people just get away from the running game, and then you know, and then decide, oh, let's just put in the Kiwi's hands, and if he fails, fuck that. You get one chance, one chance only, and then we're going to the next guy. Yep. You know, now, there, there's no, yeah. no chance to mesh with the team. There's no no chance to get any kind of continuity on that team. It's just preseason, midseason for them. Yep. This seems now, like it's, a, you know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if you noticed, but uh, it was a good thing that it was raining in that Jets game. 
Because Zach Wilson was definitely crying. I don't know if you saw. <laughs> did, did you, what did you uh, have to catch? A shot when they when they zoomed in, he didn't think the camera was like he was crying. Yeah, that wasn't. Those were not raindrops. Those were tears. <laughs> that man was over there, just hating. With the- Did you happen to get the the soundbite from that? <laughs> no, because no. it's funny you say that. Because I I actually have a soundbite. Oh, he was mic'd up. Oh, I had he, no idea. He was mic'd up. It is crazy that you brought that up <laughs> because because Zach Wilson it, and. The camera zoomed in on him, and this this is what uh <laughs> this is Zach Wilson. Oh, 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 shit. Hey, Zach, we, y'all still got like three minutes in the game? Uh, <laughs> oh, he's, gone. he's gone. He's gone. I'm, sorry, I know that was kind of hard for some people to hear. <laughs> Yo, so, but, <laughs> Yo Sala, I feel like some coaches are better than me because I would fucking, when the game was out of reach, I'd have been like, all right, Zach, go in there and kneel the ball three times. <laughs> <laughs> did you see Sean McVay get slapped? Did you see Sean McVay get slapped on the sideline? Yes. And the player didn't even turn around. Did you notice that? Like, motherfucker, you didn't realize that you ran through your coach? <laughs> he definitely did. And then you saw him kind of rubbing his chin. His chin. I actually have um. I have a a soundbite from that too. It's oh, crazy! Mic up. I did not know. Oh shit! And the thing that you don't see is that McVay actually challenged him beforehand, and I had no idea until I actually listened to the soundbite. All right, here it is. Slap me around and call me Susan. <laughs> Damn the disrespect. <laughs> Damn the disrespect this man just got from his own player. <laughs> no, he said, slap me around and call me Susan. Yeah, I definitely would have definitely would have fake released his ass. <laughs> You're fucking cut. And then when it shit's all packed up, you're like, all right, I was just fucking with you. I was just fucking. That's what you get for fucking knocking my headset off my head. Motherfucking <laughs> CTE is CTE, motherfucking shit. Those players were not having it. <laughs> he did not turn around. He's like, maybe if we were in the fucking playoffs. <laughs> Wait, bitch. He treated him like the fucking sound guy. <laughs> so did you notice the, the Raiders once again won overtime game back to back overtime games and that's like their 12th overtime game this year out of 11 games it's crazy yeah 
But they uh they beat the Seahawks, which was fucking money. And yeah, once again, Derek Carr broke down. Broke down you. after the game. Here you go. And uh I got <laughs> he did it, yo. He did not break down after the game. Got a sound bite. <laughs> got a sound bite with Derek Carr. Damn, he was mic'd up too. Yeah, the mics. Everybody got a mic this weekend. <laughs> uh, here, here it is. Oh. <laughs> 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 That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up. I think at this point, I think they're winning games so that he don't cry. <laughs> Like, you know, we won the fucking game. Just do the regular press conference. No need no need for tears this week. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> yep. Damn. You know, I lost some injuries this weekend. And um and I do think some players, you know, they're just they're just part of the China cabinet. They just cannot stay. On the field, it's like that uh, Samuel Jackson character, the Glass Man. What's his name? Glass Man. Something like that. Fucking Glass. Elijah yeah. Mitchell. Unfortunately, once again. <sighs> yeah. Okay. That was that was hard to watch. Is yeah, he got a knee re. Uh, I guess they're saying it's sprained knee. Whatever, I, I didn't get an update on the on that. And then McCaffrey also was, um, I guess, kind of favoring his left knee that game too. But, oh shit! No way. Yeah, so it was pretty bad. But so we did see in Miami, our- Jeff Wilson was laughing. But then again, he left the game as well. So- right, Oster, I fucking called it. I fucking called it. Most are injured. These China cabinet players, yo, they will fucking break on you. These motherfuckers. I'm telling you, they're right on that list with, with Penny and Michael Thomas. Just can't stay on the fucking field. Mike Williams. Yeah. Yep. Travis Pentian. Hey. Uh, fucking, uh, yeah, everybody. Darnell Mooney. I was about to, from a, honestly, of all the players named, uh, none of them are really significant in the fantasy world. Because I mean, the CMC injury isn't really serious. It's not, you know, he's not on IR or anything like that. And uh, no, he was just favoring his knee. So they they kind of they they started giving the ball to the rookie Jordan Mason, which he had a, a quite a few good runs again. So it's good to see. I'm, I'm glad to see that. A little worried. Yeah. I, I did talk about this about when they brought in CMC. It was like that, that motherfucker goes down. All you have is rookies, especially if Elijah Mitchell's out. What happens? Elijah Mitchell goes out early in the game, and <laughs> you always you always got Debo when in doubt to run the fucking ball. But uh, I was do. I injuries too. One of the significant injuries would be Etienne. Like Etienne leaving that game. And hopefully it's not the same, you know, hopefully it's not the same foot that he injured last year where he missed the whole season. 
Hopefully it's, you know, hopefully it really is something minor where he can come back and he can play next week. But if it's serious, hard to, hard to see a player like that go down because he was having a good season. And they just signed Daryl Henderson to back him up. And who knows? Etienne was going to win some fantasy championships possibly for, for some fantasy owners. So it was hard to see him leave that game, <laughs> even though the Jaguars did proceed to beat the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, and shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> I tell did you, you what. Did you want to read the tweet? Because Lamar <laughs> Jackson did tweet something. And I, I mean, I don't know. We don't have to read it. I'm sure everyone's <laughs> already seen it. It's been retweeted enough enough times to where everybody everybody's already seen it. But in a nutshell... Okay. And so. tell a fan to eat dick because he's never smelled a football field. Yeah. His exact words were, boy, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Y'all be capping too much on this app. Motherfucker never smelt a football field, never did shit, but eat dick. <laughs> Yo, for real. And, so, and he was actually, after they sent the tweet, I bet you didn't know he was mic'd up after the tweet. So worried he was mic'd up. He sent the tweet, only player to be mic'd up after he got street clothes on. <laughs> he was back there, got street clothes on, he was mic'd up, sent the tweet, and... You know, he initially, you know, people approached him like, hey, you know, uh, you, sh- you should probably take that down because he was reproached right away. And and this was his response. And so and it was brief. And I was and, and that was the first time because at this point, you know, the, the tweet had been up there you know, for an hour. So they tried to hit him an hour later and ask him. And again, <laughs> so, so it wasn't until about three hours when, when Lamar actually took that tweet down, but man, was I a fan of that tweet. I will I will tell you that I love when athletes act like regular people and give people to smoke as if they would as if they were regular people. Love it. For real. For real. But <laughs> but cuz honestly, I, I, did you, who would you who would you blame for that game? Like who do you think who do you where do you think the blame falls for that loss? That definitely goes on shit. That that would have to go on. Well, other than the D? No, no, no. Who do you think? You think it's the defense that, that takes the full blame? Definitely not Lamar. Because I 1,000% think it's the damn defense. I mean, the Ravens have made it very clear then not only are they not going to pay Lamar, but they're also not going to give him weapons. 
they're like, motherfucker, you got Andrews. Make it work. You know, they didn't make an effort to get a running back. I think the other, the last running back they scooped up was Kenyon fucking Drake. They don't have yeah. shit at receiver, literally. They don't have anything at receiver. Last time I checked, Lamar wasn't on the field to, to stop Justin Herbert in that last drive. Uh, Trevor last Lawrence. Uh, Which is worse, because Trevor <laughs> because Trevor is struggling. You said Herbert. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That was another game that, that came down to the last seconds. Um, yeah. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence on the deal. Yeah. And you got to think about it. They they put all their chips on the defensive side of the ball. Their entire draft was drafting defensive players. And the trade that they made this year was what? For a for Roquan Smith, a defensive player. So they're all yeah. in on the defense. Not to mention, last time I checked, Lamar wasn't on the field for that two-point conversion either. Right. But the defense was. <laughs> so, yeah, for people to, to criticize Lamar for wanting guaranteed money, when he sees what's going on in the league, you got, like, you got Josh Allen getting paid, Mahomes getting a 10-year deal, fucking right. – even Jimmy G had gotten a deal. Granted, he had to re- he restructured to stay with the team, right? But still, like you have all these QBs, even a QB that's not even haven't haven't even played a game this season, got a guaranteed deal, right? Fresh and off the massage table, and they're like LeBron, they're like LeBron in Cleveland. Where, Hell yeah. Where they weren't even trying to build a team around him. Exactly. Like, I understand because they I'm, – I'm not going to say they went all defense in the draft because they did draft the center. So they did try to fix that lineup a bit. But you got to understand how many weapons were on the board this draft. I mean, you look at what Christian Watson's doing in Green Bay, and it just makes you wonder, what if – what if the Ravens made an attempt to get Christian Watson? You know, what if the Ravens made an attempt to get any any receiver on in this draft? Because it was a it was a pretty deep receiver draft. You know, they could have they could have made a made a push for Pickens. You seen Pickens tonight balling out. They could have drafted Pickens, but no, they said, uh, we're not gonna pay Lamar. Here's a center. Figure it the fuck out. And then on top of that, they want to blame his ass? Fans want to blame his ass? I really hope that the Ravens don't pay him and Lamar ends up on a team that appreciates him that'll get a fully guaranteed contract. Because I guarantee he will. Whether it's in in Baltimore or on another team, I guarantee that man gets a fully guaranteed contract without a doubt. Yeah, even because San Fran, yeah. Some other team... Is gonna appreciate Lamar, especially in a day and age where mobile quarterbacks at his caliber they're they're hard to come by, especially someone as durable as him. You know, you don't really see Lamar taking shots. Right. And even last night uh, in the Eagles uh, Green Bay game, you saw Justin Fields with all the times he took off running, given all the weapons he's got, that man still got rocked. 
in the red zone. So, yeah, he keeps doing pulling that shit. There's no telling what's going to happen. At least with Lamar, you never really see him take a straight-on hit. Yeah. So, you got a QB that, that's getting better in the pocket. He's getting better passing. You already know he can take off and, and run. Just pay the man. Yeah. If the Browns can pay fucking Deshaun Watson that much money to come in late in the fucking year, be more can pay Lamar. And you know, this is this is Lamar again after after he got done told people to shut the fuck up. So crazy. So crazy. I know. Shit, Jeff, I don't give a oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so he's still mic'd up in street clothes. Like, <laughs> he was just mic'd up all day? Yeah, he just... Uh, but he, 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 at this point, he's just fucking wearing fire. But at least they had the sound of mine to, to uh, bleep it out for the kids out there. <laughs> But yeah, I don't I don't blame him at all for you know there there you do reach a point where you just get tired of people talking shit. And it's usually those fair weather fans. And what I mean by that is they're only around where the weather's nice, everything's good, you're winning games, everything's all fine and dandy. As soon as a storm rolls in, those fans get pissed off all of a sudden it's Lamar's fault they lost this game because he wants money and blah blah like, right always trying to count somebody's money always always and of course you got people that are trying to gaslight him like yeah man go ahead say that shit you know do that like stop stop yeah like, man don't need to get paid I think sometimes the laziest take is, oh, yeah, let's just blame the quarterback. When in all reality, I mean, without Lamar Jackson, I feel like they would have they would have been blown out. You know, the way they were getting outplayed down the stretch in that game. And you can make an argument that happened last week against Carolina. I mean, they had Baker Mayfield's bum ass in there hanging around, making the game competitive. So, yeah, you, you can make an argument that – uh. Then without Lamar, I feel like I feel like Raven fans would really get a reality check at how trash their team really is. But we'll see. It's you know, it's one of those games. The Jaguars are not bad. I put the Jaguars in the category with the with the Lions. I mean, these are teams that have talent. They're not complete teams. So like they're scheduled, they're not gonna make the playoffs. You know, they're not really making any noise right now, but they have talent. Like they have pieces. And so, you know, every now and then a team has to fuck around and find out. And this week it was the Ravens. And also, the NFL's fixed. So, fucking FanDuel <laughs> and fucking all these fucking sports betting, they made out this week. The NFL was like, we got your back. You need Thomas Brady to lose? Bam. They said 91% of the bets for that game were on the Ravens. You already yeah. know. You already know that that was called in. I don't know if you saw the touchdown to Zay Jones, I believe, the one where they took the lead. But look at the replay. Look at the replay. 
and tell me that shit ain't fixed. <laughs> Motherfucker had one foot in bounds. The rest of his body had a bounce. And they called that shit in because the shit is fixed and the fix was in. Because if you look at that catch and then, for instance, look at the CD Lamb Thanksgiving Day catch. And you tell me which one looks more like a catch. I mean, look, she landed his thing on Thanksgiving Day, but but his whole foot was not in bounds. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying, right? You have to look at that catch, right? Because the rules are bullshit. So if your foot is facing down, you can drag your toes. But if your foot is facing the other way, the, the heel has to hit or some other shit. It's fucking ridiculous. You got to break out a whole foot and show like diagrams on what is legal. But if you look at the the Jacksonville Zay Jones catch, that man had one foot in and one foot out. Yeah, so, it's, it's pretty crazy with, with people, the rules. And... If people don't think the league is fixed, just look into the shit. I am not just, you know. Hey, you know what? I still want money on that Ravens game. So, <laughs> I knew not to bet on that game. Something just seems suspect. One, they're playing the Jags in Jacksonville, and Lamar does not have a good history in Jacksonville. Lost a bowl game there. Fucking, I think last time they lost it was Jacksonville in there. So, his history in Jacksonville is not good. So I kind of knew, and plus Trevor Lawrence, they're, they're one of those teams, like you said, they're one of those sneaky teams that can just come out. And the Ravens, realistically, how many how many leads have they fucked up this year alone and lost a game or almost lost a game in the fourth quarter? This is how many of those games that they just lose in the fourth quarter. They, Yeah, it's just one of those games. But I still got money on it because – you know, like FanDuel, or I forget which one it was, DraftKings or one of them, they gave us a, since Maryland's a new state for for betting, hey, we're going to give you a boost. All all the Ravens had to do was score. Double your money. So I was like, hell yeah. Put that free bet up there. 50 bucks real quick. Why not? <laughs> <clears throat> Got to look at how you how you bet, but other than that, like Thanksgiving Day, Bills and Lions, shit, that was a that was a good game. There now, was. I, I thought it was gonna go to overtime, but Josh Allen was like, nah, nah. He did that shit in one. He got his field goal range in one play. I was like, damn, y'all motherfuckers didn't want like suspense. I want to build it up a little bit. He's like, no, fuck you. Bam, one play. You're the Lions. <laughs> Reminded America that we're watching Detroit. So, yes, they're going to fucking lose. Right. They said, they're like, hey, Josh, you do know this is Detroit and it's Thanksgiving, right? And he's like, right. oh, shit, it is Thanksgiving. They got to lose. And they're like, yeah. You know, either that or you got to do something so that we can call a PI or something. And he was like, all right, I got it. Don't yep. worry. Yep. Yeah. it was still a good game. It was still a really good game. Mm-hmm. 
that's what it was. It was a good game. It kind of makes you wonder about the Bills. You're like, eh, they don't really look as dominant as they did in the beginning of the year. They just don't. Von Miller left. Who knows how long he's out for. He was on the cart, but technically he walked onto the cart. So you don't know if it's like adrenaline or whatever. You don't know if an MCL, AC. You don't know what the fuck it is. Or but I just, just know they don't shit. <laughs> No, that met Lamar Jackson. <laughs> but Matt, Lamar at least ran off the field on his own on his own strength. DK Metcalf got the cart. This man right. took the cart to the bathroom. Like, get the fuck right. here. That's what you gotta concentrate strictly on holding the cheeks together. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you no, know, I need the cart. Fantasy people crying. Like, I'm sure there was some fantasy owners like, oh, no, Metcalf. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't worry, I'll be back. I just... I I think it fucked me up because um, I was expecting Dix to get 100 yards and uh, that didn't happen. So, there went my parlay. Yeah, no, I I definitely think, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's Maybe it's a stretch where, you know, they're kind of underestimating teams. I think sometimes that happens and and games are closer than they should be. But the Bills aren't really blowing people out like they used to, which kind of makes you wonder about Thursday's game. Because, you know, the Patriots are one of them teams. They got a pretty good defense. You know, if they can get the ball, if they can run the ball effectively, you know, they got Stevenson. They're possibly going to have Pierre Strong. Who knows? Because Damian Williams was is most likely going to be out. He was spotted on crutches, so you might you might get a look at a at a rookie running back on Thursday. And who knows if they can get over 150 on the ground against the Bills? They might pull it out. I don't know. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a lopsided game anymore. What are your thoughts on that on the on the Thursday game? You can never count Belichick out. Doesn't matter who's at QB. Doesn't matter. Like he's gonna find a way, especially against a really good team. And yeah, I'm almost scared to bet on this game because I I really don't know how how well it's gonna go. And I do think that the Bills are kind of like kind of like they did against. I mean, granted the the Lions are they show how much talent they really do have, and they can win games. But I do think that the Bills sleep on a lot of teams and kind of, kind of see like it. I think it's it's almost kind of like they're get, it's getting to their head where it's like, you know, everyone's saying that we're going to go to the Super Bowl this year, doing this and that. They haven't really done shit yet, and they're I think they're starting to feel themselves before they do, even do anything yet. Yeah. So and you're starting to see it. Like, yeah. It's it's not like the Chiefs were you know they're just blowing motherfuckers out or you know every week or whatever but you know you kind of just know it's it's a given all right Chiefs are gonna win you know Bills it's totally different like you said yeah. earlier in the year it was like guaranteed boom Josh Allen MVP they're gonna get the Super Bowl and then lose to the Niners but yeah now it's kind of like are they even gonna make it? Right. I feel like that's the problem with being so heavily favored. You know, nor, I mean, rarely, rarely, unlike the NBA, I feel like the NBA is a little more predictable, but rarely in the NFL can you say, 
oh, this team is 100% going to win the Super Bowl, and then that team actually win the Super Bowl. You know, the Bills, hands-down favorites this year. Josh Allen, hands-down favorite for MVP. And right now, it's, I mean, it's looking like maybe maybe they're not invincible and maybe Josh Allen isn't the MVP. Right now, Mahomes is looking like the MVP. You can make you can make an argument for Jalen Hurts as MVP. You know, both of these quarterbacks, I mean, you could possibly throw Tua in there, considering the fact that he has the highest quarterback rating in the league. What <laughs> the fuck? He's ahead of fucking Geno Smith. That's crazy. Yeah. Nobody knew they would be top two in the in the NFL right now. So it's, I mean, right. it's, it's definitely interesting coming down the stretch these next couple of games. We'll see how things pan out. But, yeah, they're, they're heavy favorites, and now they're looking like heavy favorites to be upset or to lose to the fucking Chiefs again because the Chiefs look extra focused. And for some reason, I could see the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl this year. It really would not shock me at all if that happened. Yeah, that shit's um, all fun and games, you know, early in the season. But like I said before, man, November, December, that's when the real real games start to come out. And that's when you got to you gotta finish that season strong. Yeah. And especially in the division that they're in, like, Dolphins are on top right now. And, yeah, they're going to lose this coming week to the Niners. But still, like – Oh shit, the Niners got the Dolphins this week? (laughs) Yeah. Fucking fear level 100 right now. (laughs) That's on the fins. Shit. Yeah, you you better pick the spread. That is not New Orleans. Oh shit. That should be a good one. That should be a good one this week. Yeah, yeah, we'll see because that's, uh, you know, Shanahan's prodigy. They got weapons. So, Man, they got weapons in Miami. That shit with their granted destroy the Texans. The Texans are terrible. Terrible team. But still, they I mean they're they're impressive. The Dolphins have a really good a really good team this year. Yeah. But we'll see. They we'll see how long Mosher is gonna be out. And yeah, we'll see. Mostert's out. I think you said did Jeff Wilson also got banged yeah. up. He did. I mean, I think he's still going to play, but he he had to leave the game last week. And, so. Yeah. And the thing that scares me is they got, like, you saw Chris Olave. He was torching the Niners up. You know, yeah. I think it came down to play calling. Yeah. He's been dominant this year, Olave. <laughs> Uh, to test the running game but the running D of the Niners and that's where they, they fell but I think they would have if they would have just tossed it up to Olave that would have been a totally different game and they got Tyreek Hill and fucking Jalen Waddle out there two of the fastest motherfuckers on the team or on the field like right. yeah it's gonna be a scary matchup that's why I didn't want the Niners fuck around and Find out. They might fuck around and find out. Fuck around. Fuck around. Fuck around. Get smoked. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's looking like it's looking like a good a good slate of games this week. 
But uh, starting Thursday, I think that game should be good. That should be a good game, a close game at least, a competitive one. Because who you got? Who you got winning that game? Yeah, the Patriots in that one. I feel like the NFL is going to call it in. The fix will be in, and uh, and and I think it might be the Patriots. I think they might pull it out. They yeah. when Josh Allen was hugging Diggs at the end of that Thanksgiving, they cried together. They did cry together. I don't know if you saw it. I don't know yeah, if you saw it. yeah. The last saw they was crying. Yeah, they 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 came out with the memes quick. <laughs> when your favorite cousin shows up to the Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about the rest of the week games uh, coming up this weekend. After the Thursday night game, but yeah, until yeah. then. And Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has been activated. So, fantasy owners, if your fucking quarterback is trash, you know who you are. You got Russell Wilson starting. Fucking release his ass. What is the worst that can happen? I don't think it gets any worse than Russ right now. So, if you got a sorry-ass quarterback, fucking scoop Deshaun. Who gives a fuck? Just scoop them. It's the worst that could happen. There you go. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, I don't know, because you said, I don't know if you, you did say Lamar was mic'd up, like in street clothes still. And yeah. I did have the last one where they, they did ask him, like, what, you know, what do you say to those fans to say, you know, you're, you you don't deserve a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson. And this was his response. <laughs> that man was not having it. <laughs> that man was I not mean, having it yesterday. I mean, I mean, it's pretty fucking clear. When you walk around mic'd up in street clothes... <laughs> Like, it's pretty fucking clear he had enough. He had enough of that shit. So, yeah, that I'll say up all the way to his house. <laughs> <laughs> Just not having any of it. <laughs> but, but, yeah, as far as that goes, we'll see everybody Thursday night after the game. Those Patriots. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Talk to Bob Podcast. Catch us anywhere you get your podcast from. Feel free to send us comments, reviews, talk your shit. Just don't be surprised if you get called out. Talk to walk at gmail.com. Good night, everybody. Peace, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>